the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Morning, fellas. Good morning. Welcome, good morning. Welcome back, Mark. Oh, well, thank you very much. Very good to be back. Ohio is beautiful this time of year. Is it? Yeah. It was, the weather was just starting to cool off. Yeah, we leave for New York on Wednesday. Yeah, and good luck should with be, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully hopefully we're going to have some decent weather, but yeah. uh, it should be pretty spectacular it, back there. Yeah, it will be. It was gorgeous in yeah. Ohio. Are you coming back on Friday night? No. Okay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because you're probably not going to be here Saturday morning? No, I'll be here Saturday morning. I'm, go- I'm only gone until the 26th. When you're oh, I'm going gonna, gonna to be gone next Saturday, yeah. I think okay. that's what yeah. you're. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah. with you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Sir. Sorry. It's usually me. <clears throat> Often. Whatever. Um, did you guys notice a little bit of drizzle this this week? It wasn't this morning, but we're expecting some actual. Oh no, we measurable had, precipitation today. We had a good rain on Sunday up in Poway where we live. Not we actually walked out with umbrellas down to the garden to just look at the garden. Show off. But it, was, it was yeah. It just kept for about, probably about six or eight minutes. It was a good. good kind of, it was kind of misting last night after the Padre game, driving home. It, you know, it wasn't real rain, but 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 we're getting real rain. Yeah, when, well, when? good, good, good. Forty percent chance of real rain. West of the mountains, we're expecting up to dun, 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 dun. a tenth of an inch of rain on today. Today, today. on okay. today, on today, on today. Right. and we'll see. Hopefully it will it will uh, materialize. Are you going to scurry home and fertilize today? No. Okay. Thirty uh, percent chance at one, forty at two, forty at three, forty at four, and then down to thirty at five. Oh, thunderstorms! Yes, and if if one of those real thunderstorms makes it across the mountains and comes our way, we may have more rain in those areas. Yeah, forty percent chance forty percent chance of thunderstorms today with the highest sixty eight in Poway. So are you not going to fertilize because you don't want to or you're done for the season fertilizing? No, I, just because I don't think we're going to have enough rain to, to soak it in. Warrant. Okay. Yes. But you'd still fertilize this time of year. I would. Okay. Although since I've been watering my avocado regularly, it's still growing and we get back to that feeding encourages new growth which is more sensitive to frost. So we'll test that theory uh, <laughs> in a couple more months. Now, you said last night you it was misting on when you were on your way home from where? Yeah. Petco Park, baby. What's going on there? Uh, baseball. There's a, there was a baseball game. Uh, how did it go? Uh, fabulously. I mean, if you're a Padre fan. Who would have thunk it? Uh, no kid. I did. You know, I it's had, it's so weird. Being, You've being, always had a lot more faith than most people. <laughs> but or, be, being or from San Diego, smart. I'm just yeah. happy we won a couple of games. Exactly. Well, yes. now, now I'm going to broaden my horizons and actually want them to beat the Dodgers for the whole series. You know, and, and one, so one more, broadening, one more broadening your horizons might yeah. also be called jumping on a bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then meanwhile, for me, I'm going to wish that a goose comes to every baseball game for the Padres now from this point on. Did, did one make it last night? Uh, not one last night, night, but there was oh, pictures no. everywhere in the crowd. Oh, yeah. goosebumps and pictures of yeah. geese everywhere. Oh, I thought was, that was because gossip. People wearing goose goshes, which geese, gossage. Geese, uh, uh, inflatable things on them. It's, oh, yeah, really? it was, yeah, it was interesting, to say the least. You know, maybe they can win a rain-delayed game. Tonight we'll have a little bit of rain that'll delay the game. Then they'll win it, and all sorts of different things that as never happen. As long as it doesn't screw up the pitching rotation, that's all that matters. Okay, all right. And we are, and that wraps up sports. Back yeah, to the garden talk. We are expecting a little bit of rain later in the week as well, and we'll see how much develops and materializes late in the week. Well, I took a, I took a cue from George, and I actually shut my sprinklers off. So we'll see. I just got to remember to turn them back on before I fly out on. Wednesday. You really don't. If they don't get watered for a week when the, the nights are cooling, the days are shorter, in October, mid to late October, I'm going to say you don't have In to. the absence of a, a you know big Santa Ana. Well, that's the thing. That right. would be just my luck is leave everything right. shut off and go go back to New York and yeah. then have a Santa come in and, and, and toast everything in the yard. So it could happen. Uh, let's see. We have garden classes today in San Diego and Poway in San Diego at 9 o'clock. It's going to be Camellia. Camellia Care with Constance, and in Poway at 9.30, uh, Drought Tolerant Landscapes with Olivia. Which, Olivia from the San Diego store. Oh, okay. That'll be a nice uh, nice treat to have she's, her up. She's insanely knowledgeable, too. She's, she's We're cross-pollinating a little bit. David exactly. went down last week and taught a class. She's coming up this week. Nice. Very good. Class. nice. And next Saturday, October 22nd. Yeah. Everyone's getting along well. Next Saturday, October 22nd, uh, in San Diego at 9 o'clock, it's going to be Winter Veggies with Chuck McClung. And in at 9.30 in Poway, it's going to be fall, fall and Winter Fruit Tree Care with Richard Wright. So those should both be very good classes. Um, the San Diego Botanical Garden Foundation, this weekend, 15th and 16th, it's the Native Plant Society Show and Sale in Balboa Park at Casa del Prado. And the 28th through the 30th, it's going to be the San Diego County Orchid Society Fall Show and Sale in Balboa Park. So um, both of those should be uh, should be good to check out. And then you mentioned um, the San Diego Botanical Garden is having their, their holiday lights starts. The November, lightscape starts November 18th and runs through January 1st. Yeah. Now, isn't there something notable about the... San Diego Botanic Garden horticulturist or something. Didn't there some, is. There's some news this week. There was some news. Our good friend John Clement was selected as the San Diego horticulturist of the year. Oh, I did see that. Yep. Yeah. So congratulations, John. Well deserved. Probably uh, because of the work he does calling into Garden Talk on <laughs> AM 1170. That KCB. must be it. I'm yeah. sure. And the, and, the, and the classes he teaches periodically for us at our yes, stores. I'm sure yep. that's why. That's the reason. Okay. Did we ever get an update as to whether or not we are getting David Austin Roses this uh, season? We are still expecting David Austin Roses. What and when is the mystery? Is, is, the, is the big question. However, I did send off a check to Montana, and we are expecting the seed potatoes to ship next week. So hopefully, one week from today, 20-some varieties of seed potatoes should be available. If not, it'll be a week later than that, but... Oh, they are on. They're expected to ship. I think on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, if you want to plant garlic, I think. Did you do the? Did you do a post about garlic? Our, yeah, our Wednesday wisdom this week was on planting garlic. Yeah, and we have probably what eight. Different we had varieties? nine varieties. Nine I don't know varieties. if we still do, but we had nine. Should you wait until after Halloween to plant garlic for for Dracula or vampires or something? Shouldn't they be allowed free passage? Oh no, I think you should put it in to protect yourself. Yeah. That would make sense to me. You'd want it there before Halloween when they're going to be out in abundance. Gotcha. Thank you. Yeah, so we have, we have about eight or nine varieties of garlic available. It's super easy to grow. Um, it's so easy David does it regularly. <laughs> or at least he brings the garlic home and leaves it in the garage. Say, no, it stayed in the somewhere. fridge for a year this time, and I took it out and left it on the counter and then threw it away. So I did not plant it two or three weeks ago when we were talking about it. Uh, we also have onion sets. Oh, did you, you get onion sets in? Yeah, onion sets are in. We yeah, reds, a, yellows, and whites. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to plant, if you want to plant onions, now is a good time to do that as well. And seeds as well. This is a good month for planting the 
the sweet short day onions from seed if you want to do that. Yeah. Easy. And if you are uh, a lazy gardener, we had a massive crop of onions last year from where I let them go to seed and they just dropped and we had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of onions coming I, up I did where I didn't plant them. Until they didn't get watered for a few consecutive weeks and then they weren't anymore. It's very sad. Very that sad. Is, that is pretty sad. Very, very sad. Um, what else we got to talk about? Uh, we still have we still have a few bearded iris left. If you want to pick up some bearded iris, they're the first first bulbs. Even though they're not a bulb, they're actually a rhizome that that come in. Um, daffodils are in, and I noticed or narcissus. No, we paper whites are in. Okay. Although I noticed that the King Alfreds are listed as narcissus now. They are. On the on the tag, yeah, yeah, and they're King Alfreds, not King Alfred types. Okay. Are they are they true, true King Alfreds? Well, that's what I, they're I, saying. That's what we were told. Well, yeah, who who knows? Well, it's a, for the, for the it's, li- a, it's, a, it's a yellow it's a yellow daffodil. So. Yes. Well, so for the listening audience, what is what's the difference? What's a King King Alfred versus a regular yellow daffodil? That's it. Very well done. <laughs> okay. I couldn't have said it better myself. It is a yellow trumpet-shaped daffodil, but there are other yellow. King Alfred is the most notable, the most popular. So the there's one, something you know, about most, it that's different. Well, I, it's a different variety. It, it's just it's a it's a big yellow. Right. It's a big yellow daffodil, and I remember we used to sell those things. We'd, yeah. We'd sell those things by the crate. I mean, exactly. big, big crate, like a three foot by three foot by one foot crate. We bring Thank those you. things in, and then we used to we used to, we sold big ones and we sold small ones. Yeah, we we had two different sizes. Yes, of we King did. Alfreds. Two nose, three nose, yeah, one nose. Yeah, but you know that's a that's only a, the shadow nose. That's a great plant that you can if you plant them deep in your garden, like eight inches deep, you can still plant uh, annual color on top of right. it, and they will be the one of the first flowers to bloom in the springtime when when they start pushing up through it, and they're going to start pushing up. The ones that I left in the ground last year uh, should start growing shortly My, uh, if we but, get some rain. Yeah, the freesias that I put in last year that came up last year are now coming up again right now. They're all starting to pop. And you know where you can see a, where you can see a lot of daffodils out in the wild? Well, no. Kind of in the wild. Where can you? Julian. They, are, they cover Julian. It's amazing how many are out there in the springtime when you go out there. They're blooming all over the place. You know, there's a new farm coming online up there. They were going to have a you pick daffodils uh, party function. You can come out and pick your own daffodils. But I think it snowed that weekend, and we had snow during their during their party. Yeah, or around that time. So I don't know how it went last year, but maybe this year will be a better you pick. That's for next spring. They, yeah. they bloom later up there than they do down here. Yeah, it is pretty. When you go up to Julian in the springtime, though, it is, it's amazing. I mean, there, there's just yellow everywhere. And then we, for a while there, we were selling, we sold lots. A, of we them. sold a lot of daffodils to some organization that up in Julian that was planting them. Well, like, they're, they're so easy. You put those in the, you know, the paper whites. You put them in. They, they naturalize. Exactly. They just come up over and over again, and they build, and your garden just. Fills up with them. Yeah, with very little care. Yes. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, we would love to talk to you today. 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. 
With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. I'm not going to get a lot of sunshine today, I don't think. We've been having good harvests, though. And you had a video of some coyotes in your yard. Were they chasing fruit this time, or was it just today well, hanging out? Well, two, two videos. One of them... We put a small fence around our persimmon because we lost That's it. That's what it was. And they were circling the fence, looking at the tree, just constantly doing these big circles um, because they were looking for the persimmons. But the fence is close enough that they can't jump in. It's not very high. It's three and a half, four feet. But they just can't jump in. And the other one was, was at a rose bush. I just set it in the, the camera in front of a rose bush for the fun of it. And three coyotes were up all around the rose bush. And then one of the bushes to the right of where the camera was was all dug up. What are they digging the rose bushes? I have up? no I idea. If there was gophers under it. Or I was I was curious uh, as to whether or not there were um, gophers or there were squirrels nearby. If there was a den or a you know a hole nearby that they were investigating. So the proximity of the fence is all you need because they can't jump into it, the, the or tree, they don't think they, they, they can. don't think they can. The tree is too close. You know, the center of the of the circle that they would jump into is too close. So they won't jump in. Excellent information. I would have never suggested that because obviously a coyote can jump over a six foot fence standing still. So problem. So that's all. This has worked pretty well. Uh, We did it last year after we lost a bunch of persimmons and we didn't have any more problems from coyotes. I mean, rats and other rodents still get in there, but it prevents the coyotes, which are the most damaging because they rip the branches. Right. You know, a rat takes one or two persimmons. The coyote takes a 36 off of one branch and breaks the branch. So you'll, you won't have that branch for future. Gump. That is outstanding. Works well. well. What, what made you think of that? Did you read it, see it, or just try it? I think it is from experience with critters and dogs and such. Well done. Yeah. I'm, now, if you can I'm help impressed. me get the squirrels away from my pomegranates, squirrels and rats away from my pomegranates and persimmon or uh, and macadamias, things will be good. We'll, we'll come up with a plan. Okay. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go to National City where Olivia is waiting. Good morning, Olivia. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. Uh, okay. Um, I'm interested, if it's possible, to transplant some fruit trees that a person no longer wants to a new location, what is the best method of doing that? And is it even advisable to do that? Well, what, uh, what kind of fruit trees? And how long have they been in the Well, ground? there's a variety. That, you know, you talked about pomegranate right now. There's pomegranate, there's pear, there's uh, orange. Uh, what else? It's just a variety. You know. and, and how big are they? Uh, well, they're several years old, you know, mm. so they're full. They're mature, fully mature. I, I would yeah. say if they're available, the deciduous ones, the pomegranate pear and any other deciduous ones this winter, if they can <clears> wait <throat> in the ground till winter, uh, when they start to go dormant or when they go dormant, do a severe pruning and dig them up and give it a try. Yeah. Citrus, not so much. Yeah, yeah. citrus. Cit- cit- oh, citrus are going to be much citrus. tougher. But uh, the deciduous ones, you can you can manhandle them pretty well. Like David said, cut them back, cut them back okay. uh, pretty heavily, and then and try dig to get, a, as, try to get as much of the root ball yeah. as you can. Um, and how big a, of a space in the new location is necessary, and how does one prepare that that new space? Just. General soil prep, so dig out the hole. And we've had a, some internal debates this week at Walter Anderson Nursery in Poway regarding amending or not amending. We are mm-hmm. amenders, so add some organic matter mixed in with the soil that comes out of the hole. And the size of the hole is going to depend on what you are able yeah. to remove uh, with the root, ball. The root yeah. ball that's coming out of the old ground. The bigger... The trees, the more established the trees, the more important it's going to be to do a more severe pruning and make the top match what's left of the root system somewhat to to help them through this kind of transplant. Right. And, well, could and, you explain that further? I'm, I'm not following the, the match part. 
You have a tree that is dependent on a root system right now. The top of the tree, the growth is dependent on the roots below ground. Oh, the the canopy? Yes. Thank you. That's a perfect word that I could have used but did not. (laughs) Um, And so when you rip this out of the ground, you're going to be destroying the support system, which is the root system. Because the tree is dormant, there is less dependence on that support system. But when it starts growing next year, you're going to want a little less growth on the top to... uh, So the roots can support. So the roots can support it. Thank you. Okay. Okay. And the good news with pomegranates, they are very easy and a tough plant, and they will sucker from roots that you damage. So you'll have more coming up that you can dig out later on. Okay. And then in regard to the pears, is there any any special care that they, kind, that tree would need? Kind of the same thing as the pomegranate. Very similar. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Try to get as much okay. of the root ball as you can, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and basically, okay. when you're done with the process, the tree's going to be a almost bare root again. So you're going to take the tree way back and start the process of growing it over again. Uh, mm-hmm. So unless there's some attachments to the trees, it might be easier just to buy a bare root tree this yeah, winter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> it depends on, okay. on what you want. Correct. You know, do you, are you trying to salvage a tree or are you trying to start a new growth in your yard? And it might be easier just to get a bare root tree that is proportional okay. right. and is ready to go. And not nearly as much work, theoretically. Yes. I mean, it's for digging it okay, out. Is, yeah. I, mean, I, I think I just felt so bad that this person was you know, going to cut down all the fruit-bearing trees. I just thought, oh, my gosh, don't cut them down. Then, then go ahead and do it. It'll, it'll yeah, be it a very... you feel better. Yes. Again, it's... It's a noble gesture. It is. There you go. It's, it, it's certainly <laughs> okay. worth the try. If you're willing to put up the time and the effort, yeah, go for it. And then how long, uh, you know, like uh, seasons would it take for it to become fruit-bearing again uh, in regard to, like, the pear tree and... I would say one to three years, two yeah. to three years. It okay. de- uh, the pear okay. tree, because of the way they fruit, you might be able to preserve the fruiting wood on it and get pears mm-hmm. next season. I would think okay. so, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Know, know yeah. where the fruit comes from before you trim that pear tree so you can preserve the fruiting wood and have uh, pears next season. Yeah, just don't cut uh, it arbitrarily back. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, excellent. Oh, Is there a book that, that would help with that? <laughs> We have a book. Ken, you you, you oh. just rewrote a book. Yeah, it's uh, How to Prune Fruit Trees and Roses. That's it. And it, that should okay. have all the information that you need in it. Oh, excellent. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> Thanks, Olivia. Sure. Have Bye. a great weekend. Take you care. Too. Bye. If you so want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You know, actually, that book has all the information, not only the... Yeah, for, informa- not only the pruning information, but also the planting information as well. So, yeah. so she didn't even need to call. Well, she did so that she could find, she could the find book. out that we have the book. Exactly. But, you know, interestingly, speaking of planting, we have a class coming up on um, October 29th in Poway on how to properly plant trees and shrubs. And so that, that will give you greater insight on the ways to put that in the ground and be successful. Too bad we aren't doing it this weekend. With I thought that was going to be Olivia who's coming yeah. up to do the class oh, today, yeah. but it's not. It's not. Didn't sound it was like it. It's a different it. Olivia. I think so. Um, what is that the Richard class? That's a Tyler Tremble class. Tyler class. On how to plant trees. That's a good idea. We yeah, kind of assume is, it. We assume it a lot. Out. And it isn't. It, 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 you kind of think, well, I'll just dig a hole and throw it in the ground. Right, and, right. and too often people will do things like plant them too deeply or they make this massive... 20-foot diameter hold for a little tree because they want to give it the opportunity to grow, you know, a variety of reasons why they fail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. see, I don't, I don't do the 20-foot hole. I dig the bare minimum of what I can jam the thing into. <laughs> well, then you'll like the <clears throat> University of California. Uh, yeah, we were just talking. We had a great conversation on whether you should amend or not, and one of the UC Master Gardener sites specifically says don't amend and make the hole as small as you can. Oh, I'm I'm all in favor of the <laughs> whole as small as you can, but yeah, the but amendment thing, you, yeah, you need to. As far as I'm concerned, you need to. I would say it's it, part and parcel, Mister Anderson. Yeah, the the soil that I have in 
yeah. script ranch is horrible. It, it's we, we, horrible we're in agreement. Stuff. There's That's... a horticultural term for that I won't share right now. But, yes, it is, and it's clay. It's rocks held together by heavy clay. It, it, that's exactly what it is. Right. And so when, when I'm helping customers and they'll say, well, you don't understand, I've got really poor soil or cruddy it's soil, like, I say, yeah. well, you're not special. Exactly. <laughs> we, we all have that soil. Yeah. I don't. Don't you have decent soil at your place? It's Over less years, rocky, yeah. but yeah. Well, the the PQ property is great because of twenty something years of amending with Correct. compost and. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't have done that, according to the UC. <laughs> Things but, are growing. But I thought you in Poway are on avocado property. We are. That has to be. That can't be clay soil. It, there's depends on where you are. Yeah. It's a bigger property, so it depends on where you are. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's different zones within the property. Just like everywhere else, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, I, mine just sucks across the okay, entire across the board. Yeah, well, from from one I, fence to the other yeah, fence. Exactly. I, I apologize, George. I didn't mean to imply you had good soil everywhere. Apparently, I was wrong. <laughs> Sorry, but I remain a big fan of amending soils. Yes, for absolutely. good reason. Yes, because we have cruddy soil. Typically, I know yes. there's a better technical term that you would no, use. Horticultural cruddy soil yes. is pretty good. Uh, let's see. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, we got a couple of, got a couple of interesting plants in Poway. They, they are for sale, although you wouldn't know it because we've had them at customer service for a couple of, for a few days now. Uh, the Kenobi leaves. Oh, yes, you wouldn't know it. <laughs> um, they, but they, they should be out in the bonsai section. I would imagine. Oh, you found today. the name. Kenobi today. leaves. Kenobi leaves. Obi-Wan Kenobi Obi-Wan. leaves. <laughs> Um, but we found we found out about them when we were at the trade show in Las Vegas. When we were at a bar having a cocktail, and they served, some of your it, best uh, conversations are there. Well, they, they served us this, they served us a drink with this weird looking leaf on it. It kind of looks like a is it a bursera or did they serve us a drink with that, or did they serve the people sitting next to us a drink with that leaf in it? I, was oh, that our leaf or somebody else? I think I'm just ours. now thinking. Maybe it was somebody else's. But I anyway, think it they, was. But they 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 gave us some of the leaves, and yes. it's a it's a a mouth numbing leaf. Yeah, it's it's kind of like spilanthes. Okay, the um, toothache the, plant. Yeah, the toothache yeah. plant. Uh, pretty plant. It's a it's a pretty plant. Neat looking plant. Uh, but it's kind of surprising. Uh, kind of surprising how spicy it is. When yeah. I was at Point Loma last week doing the class, I was wandering through bonsai, and there was one down there from the same. Grower, grower that we got ours, but it was a much older plant, so I got many more leaves. So I bought one from the other store oh. because it had so many more leaves and branches on it. Very excited. Yeah, and it's – is it Bursera that I'm thinking of that, it, that there's a – Oh, yeah, a, there is. There's a cactus or, or there's a, a succulent plant that has a very similar foliage to it. Very a, similar. A caudiciform. A caudiciform plant, yeah. One of those big based – yeah, but it's, a, but it's a neat-looking plant, so the Kenobi leaf. And I can tell everybody that as of one week later today, it is still alive. It's in a small container, and I have, and you have kept it alive. It? Yes. That's amazing. Because it's not summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was my point with Ken and his sprinklers yeah. that you guys didn't want to follow. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you would like to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. If you'd like to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. We are going to go and talk to John from the San Diego Botanical Garden. The horticulturist of the year. Horticulturist of the year. Good morning, John. How are you? 
Hey, good morning. How are you guys? We're doing well. Congratulations. Well, well, thank you. It, it's a huge honor. I, I told everybody at the award ceremony that they awarded every worthy horticulturist uh, in town, and they ran out of good ones, and they gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's well-deserved, so congratulations oh, on that. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, I called in because we're going to have a really wonderful event at the Garden today. It's free with admission, and of course, if you're a member of the Garden, you, you can get in free anytime you want. But at 2 o'clock until 4 o'clock, we're having various seminars. It's in conjunction with Pacific Horticulture. And we're going to have walking tours of the Garden with, with uh, myself and with Brandy uh, and also Nan Sturman's giving a talk at 2 o'clock on uh, native plants and good plant selection. Mike Evans from Tree of Life Nursery and a lot, lot of really good topics. And so that's uh, from 2 to 4. There's like one round of things at 2 o'clock and then another selection of choices at 3. And so that's uh, a freebie that should be really great. Well, that's outstanding. Thank you very much for calling in and letting the listeners know about that. Um, hopefully yeah, we'll get some people you. to come out there. Rain or shine, is well, it under roof, or what is the, in case we of rain? Gonna, yes, some of the uh, seminars will be in the conservatory, and one in a classroom, and then the walking tours will be doing that rain or shine. Then I would advise people to bring an umbrella, just to be on the safe <laughs> side. Yeah, we need the rain. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We welcome it. John, thank you very much, so for, much thank you very much for giving us a call and giving everybody a heads up on that. And congratulations again for being horticultural of the year, horticulturalist of the year in San Diego. That's a that's a big deal. Well, thank you, and and I always enjoy starting my Saturday at six a.m. listening to you guys. It's well, thank fun. you. I'm glad I'm glad somebody does. So. <laughs> and glad you could catch us this week on the radio. We had some difficulties last week with the streaming. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Good to hear you. Okay. Thanks, John. Take care. Uh, bye bye. Goodbye. Well, there's a good, some good information for everybody out there. And actually, hopefully, well, it's not supposed to rain until later in the day, so. North County was more likely to get more than South County, the way this is wrapping around as it moves south of us. As it moves in. Now, you had a. A comment? A data point? Well, to follow up, because we had mentioned, we had said to our Olivia caller earlier with regard to pruning the fruit trees to, you know, know where your trees fruit from. We called something fruiting wood and just thought we might want to define that for people who didn't know. Oh, let's, did anybody want to second that? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I think we should. Okay. So, well, for all, example. All different fruit trees produce fruit on different parts of the tree, different types. Peaches and nectarines produce in one area on one type of wood, which is this year's new growth produces next year's fruit. Pomegranates, it's on the new growth of older wood, but new growth off of it. Uh, pears. Apples apples, and pears on the spurs that can stay in the same spot little, for small, years. Spo- uh, little small branchlets that are found amongst the, the frame of the tree. And preserving those wherever they are will give you fruit year after year for sometimes up to 20-plus years. So with a pear tree, it'd be very easy to cut it way back, preserve some fruiting wood, and get fruit next year. Well, apples as well. Right, but a, a peach tree or a nectarine, for example, if you cut that way back and took all of the growth that happened this year, you will not flower next year and get fruit. So it's very important to know. But it would be know. the following year. Right, so it's important that, to know that. It is critical to know that if you are pruning fruit trees. Absolutely. And I, I think I've told you guys this before, but I had a neighbor who bought a bunch of fruit trees from us half a dozen years ago and has a gorgeous orchard, but he was complaining to me that his pear tree never fruits. And I asked him if he was pruning them and if he knew what he was doing and he did not know what he was doing. And yes, he was pruning them. And part of his pruning regimen was to prune out all the little branches amongst the framework of the tree, which is where the fruit was. And it took him a couple of years after that. And he started getting pears because he wasn't cutting out the fruiting wood. Right. And it's, it's second nature to us, but it's very important to people that are that want fruit. I had right. the similar experience with a customer who was talking about a peach tree, and they were thinking of the backyard orchard culture. They wanted their tree to be small, 
So every summer when it grew, they cut it way, way back, and they cut all the wood that grew that season. And the following year, they were complaining, it I wasn't getting it, it never flowers. I don't get fruit. And we're, we're going through the is it getting enough chill? Is it the right variety for your yard? And then when we got into the fact that he cut it way back to, you know, a naked tree each year, we discovered what the problem was. And we let it go the next year, and he came in very happy the following year because it flowered and he had fruit. Well, that is peaches and nectarines are one of the few trees that we get the true genetic dwarfs of that will never get more than three to five feet tall and wide without pruning because they only grow an inch or two a year. And so if you really want to do it in a small space and not have to work hard, that's the way to go. They are low-chill varieties of those as well. And we are expecting it's a, it's a, and it's a good yeah. it's a good looking plant too. It's a beautiful it ornamental yeah. as well when they really yeah. get going. Yeah. Um, but they are they are small. I, yes. I I put three of them along the top of my driveway many years ago. We got some enormous ones. They were probably an extra couple of years old because the market had slowed many years ago, and they're still alive. But apparently, they need water. Was that the Southern Most Flame or do. Southern Bell? One of those two? No, back I. Then? Okay. I'm not. I'm not sure, right. but they're still alive. But they're not where they get regularly watered, so they're not doing very well. It's very sad. It's very, very sad. Well, you know they don't get water. Why don't you water them? <laughs> Convenience. <laughs> they're not right next to the hose, and that's. I need to repair the sprinklers. Is that there what you, you mean? Go. Oh, <laughs> okay. There you go. There okay. you go. Since they're off right now, it's a great opportunity to get in there and fix it. Thank you. If you want to give us a Thank call, you very we'll much. talk about this again next year. 888-344-1170 is the number. Um, you know, one of the things that I've noticed a lot of in the nursery just within the past within the past week was really kind of surprising is the amount of hornworms that are at the nur- that we have been spotted in the nursery that are not on tomatoes. And I didn't even until this week, I didn't even realize that there were hornworms that fed on things besides tomatoes, at least in San Diego. And uh, Shirley at the Poway store has has been collecting them, and she's gotten <laughs> she got that one. It, it was huge. I mean, it was it was the biggest hornworm I've ever seen. It was it was it was way bigger than one than my index finger. Um, Wow, and I think where did she catch that one off? Was it was on? Was it on one of the um, Tacomas? Oh. I think it was on a, one of the Tacomas. I don't recall if it was a Tacoma. I know she had mentioned something about someone seeing it on a Duranta, seeing one. Well, someone um, of our one of our other cust- um, workers had one on a Duranta, but I didn't know what she got that one off of. Yeah, but it, I. But it was big, I, and and there's twenty some varieties. Twenty seven varieties. Twenty seven varieties, 27 varieties of hornworm. Yeah. In San Diego, or I did not I, know I, that Sphinx, not moth, Sphinx moth, right? Okay, and Cal, was it California or San Diego? I don't know. I, I but, think, but somewhere there's 27. Somewhere near us, there are 27 varieties of Sphinx moth. Um, Say that fast, yeah. Times that um, feed off of things other than other than tomatoes. Right. Now the moth is an important saying. pollinator. The moth is very useful to pollinate things. The caterpillar portion, not so much. Right. But it's a circle of life sort of thing, right. and it it's is. neat to see them at night on the lantanas and things when I'm out with the flashlight. Well, isn't that what uh, pollinates dragon fruit? I believe it's one of the pollinators, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And when I was visiting Jim Roop many years ago in Prescott, the sphinx moths there were out middle of the day. They were out all day long on his salvias and things, which surprised me. Yeah. Um, but it must be a different variety of hornworm there. I don't know. Yeah, I think they're really cool. And the they, one they you are. guys were saying was called the Supreme one, but it had less pink and pretty colors than some of the other Sphinx moths. So I didn't think it was that, what was it called? Ma- it, majestic? Or, it, it, yeah, it had a name that made it sound very regal. But Maybe that was it. But it wasn't that. It was just as plain old gray Sphinx moth. Well, the other interesting thing about... Um, the sphinx moths and i know tomato hornworms do it too is when they pupate they leave the plant and burrow down into the ground and and frequently their their pupa has that little loop at the end where from the where the horn was yeah yeah it's kind of 
kind of interesting. Now it's we disconcerting were, if you're digging and you absolutely. come across one. We, there, we, yeah. we were planting our, our winter garden last Saturday, and in the process, I, we were taking out some tomato plants, and there was a large tomato hornworm, and I just threw it over the garden fence into the yard. And about 20 minutes later, I saw some movement to the left, and I looked, and there were two western yellow jackets devouring the hornworm. You may have yeah, seen the I picture. The, I shared I saw a the picture. picture of yeah. It, yeah, they were all over it, and they're just eating it like crazy. Another yeah. circle of life moment. Exactly. Yeah. Brought to you by yeah. Western Yellow Jackets. <laughs> uh, if you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. Candace, stay on the line. We're going to talk to you when we come back from this quick break. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to go to the phones. We're going to go up to Encinitas where Candace has been waiting. Good morning, Candace. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for your show. I love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, we're interested in starting a small orchard. What would be the basics that we should be um, preparing for? As far as what... What, what well, do you mean the, by basics? What types of trees, or what are you asking? Yeah, yes. Okay, we're, we're in Encinitas. Um, just start from the beginning, what we would do as far as what trees we should pick, how we should do our watering, and... Um, so this, this is a, a backyard orchard, right? You're not talking commercial Correct. where you want to grow... Okay, all right. Yeah, probably about uh, 10, 10 to 15 trees. I would do you it. Have plenty of space, I take it. Mm-hmm. I would uh, do a combination of citrus and other stone fruits. Being in Encinitas, you're in a mild climate area, so I would look for stone fruits that ha- have a chilling requirement of probably under 250 hours. And there are apples, peaches, plums, nectarines that will all do very well with the low chill. And I would consider a couple of oranges and mandarins to augment the different times of the year. You could do figs and uh, probably some pomegranates. Pomegranates, pomegranates yeah. can yeah. all be kept Persimmon small. Or, uh, okay. Um, now, should we do um, what type of watering? Well, I, I would do drip. Drip. Would, okay. be, would be a great way to water them. And the drippers, the emitters that put out fingers of water are, that are adjustable so you can adjust the diameter of the circle that gets watered as the trees mature would be a good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and amend the soil and put them in. I, I said peaches and nectarines, but uh, unless you... Actually, the true dwarfs would be perfect. There are mild climate true dwarfs that you could put in there. But some of the Pride small. series, the Pride series might be... Yeah, chilled. I mean, uh, low oh chill no, chill is okay, yeah, but it's right. just harder to keep them small. True, very true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and the nutrients. What would you recommend? Well, we're big proponents of Grow Power or the organic fertilizers, Doctor Earth or E B Stone, because in addition to feeding the plants, they are helping the soil as well. And either of those types. Any of those fertilizers would be great. And, and we're also very big proponents of a thick layer of mulch once you get the plants in. Okay. And then to prevent uh, birds and, and animals from eating your fruit, what do you do, recommend? <laughs> Patience and... Uh, Traps. Well, and, and having a sharing mindset might not be a bad plan. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah as, far um, as, as far as birds are concerned, there's, there's mylar flash tape that you can tie into the branches. Um, and that 
will help yeah. that will help deter them there are some other there are other deterrents like uh, artificial owls and things like that but those you have to move around has anyone here used the bird netting have you ever covered a tree with bird netting to yeah. try and protect yeah it? i have and it's it's a pain it's problematic it, yeah. it's difficult in the sense that the tree will grow, grow through, through it during it. The, yeah. during those weeks that you have it up if you don't yeah, so deal that, with it. So you, it's better to put it on extenders and uh, such. Otherwise, it's very difficult. Yeah, share. <laughs> Get into the sharing mindset and grow enough trees that you can have enough fruit to share. I, I will yeah. tell you the mylar tape, if you put, or the, the the flash tape, if you put it on an, a pole as opposed to tying it in the tree, because if you tie it in the tree, it's kind of restricted with the winds and which oh, way it's blowing. Okay. But if you put it on a pole, a stake that's higher than the tree, I've had great success with that. H- have you done the CDs? Yeah, we, we did it this season. It, it, I think it kept the birds away. It was not very effective at keeping the yellow jackets, which also got into a lot of the fruit. But it worked well for the birds. Yeah, yellow jackets in the fruit, right? Oh, interesting. interesting. I get. And then as far as as far as the uh, the peach beetles is concerned, we do yeah, have the traps, traps for those, for and the, mm-hmm. those are extremely effective uh, keeping them under control. You know, it's also mm-hmm. helpful to to change your palate and accept fruit that isn't quite ripe because. If you get to it before the animals get to it, it, it's there for you, and they usually wait till it's ripe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if okay. you want to see if you want to see what's available as far as the deciduous fruit trees are concerned, if you go to our website, uh, we do have the 2023 fruit tree list there, and that shows everything that the San Diego store and the Poway store are expecting in January during the bare root season. Doesn't mean that we're going to get it, but that is what we are expecting. Uh, mm-hmm. And it has all the information as far as the chill hours uh, and descriptions of the fruit, everything, everything you would, everything you would need to to make your decisions as far as the deciduous fruit trees are concerned. Of those fruit trees that you mentioned, which of them are going to bear fruit the quickest? Peaches and nectarines. Yeah, I was going to say figs. Figs if, are very precocious. Fig, figs too. Yeah. Yeah, those will all do. Those will all do you well. Mhm. Mhm. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate this, and wish me well. <laughs> well good, good luck. Good luck. And uh, if well, you have any questions, we're always exactly we're always available call. either online or you can or either on on the air or you can uh, stop into either store, and we're happy to help. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. <laughs> have a great Have a great weekend. You know, um, I forgot to mention to her persimmons. Like Mark did. Did you say persimmons? Yes. Mark did. Yeah. Well, I don't listen to us. No, I know. Okay. It's okay. Thank you, Mark. That was a good uh, well, good recommendation. Because they can be kept small. Fuyu persimmon would be perfect for that, and they don't need any much winter chill. Or the right. izu, which is naturally smaller and very similar in taste to the fuyu. See. Si. Okay, where were you headed? Well, no. you wanted to go back to uh, the Kenobi plant. No, oh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. George wanted to go back. Oh, I wanted to go back because I don't know what it is. Oh, and, and I was did curious. you do some research? I did, but I was hoping you would tell me since you guys tasted it. Leafleted plant, but it was in a drink, so that <laughs> that numbs the mouth when you chew it. I don't know that it, there's. I've seen it in bonsai only. The leaves that we were served in Vegas were bigger than what we have on our bonsai plant, but uh, I well, will, in all fairness, the bonsai plant is pretty small. It's yeah. about yes. eight inches tall, and we are expecting sometime in the next month or so, some little rooted cuttings if people want to do that and want to grow their own. But we don't have them now. It's not something that we have generally had available until we found them in the bonsai pots. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, not, it, I'm not seeing anything about what, what you use it for other than, you know, it's an annual herb. It's an annual? That's what it says, annual herb. Well, maybe that they're coming from a, a cold climate that doesn't look – It's right. this is Those different than that. No, yeah. it's a a, a woody – Ornam- uh, ornamental. Okay. Yeah. Well, it looks like a woody perennial. Yeah. The Spilanthes, I think, is an annual. Yes. Yes. Spilanthes uh, definitely is. But we haven't gotten those yet. We haven't seen those this year, which it's it's kind of hit or miss. It's a strange plant. It's yeah, a weird, it really is. The, the flower looks like a little eyeball. It does, yes. <laughs> uh, and it's similarly, the reason we transitioned to that, it's similarly... Um, Numbs the mouth. Yeah, the toothache, when, when toothache plant, I think, yes. is what they what they call it. And funny enough, the, how I found out about it was in a bar in New Orleans where they were serving. 
where they were serving cocktails that had spilanthi flowers in them. So, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like you learn more at the bars than you do. You can. Yeah. And, and, it, yeah. it can be a very educational place. Absolutely. So Saturday mornings you can go to our classes or Saturday night you can go to a bar. Go to Is a that, bar. Yeah. yeah. Learn more about plants. But you need to go someplace where they're, where they're making craft cocktails. The, where exotic they, where drinks they, of some exotic, sort. Exotic ingredients like right. that. Yeah. The, the, the place in uh, New Orleans was actually a tiki bar. Okay. It, it, oh, I have some tiki stuff for you, but that's a oh okay. different yes different matter yes okay. Uh, once again, we have classes today nine o'clock in San Diego. It's going to be Camellia Care with Constance, and at nine thirty in Poway, it's going to be Drought Tolerant Landscapes with Olivia. And speaking of camellias, don't feed them now. Right. If you have camellias in your yard, do not feed them anything with nitrogen in them because if you if you do. They will push a lot of new growth, and they will knock all the buds that are on yeah, there getting ready to bloom yeah. right off of the plant. So just be aware of that. What if you're growing your, your camellias for foliage and don't want flowers? Go ahead. Well, then then go ahead Do and, as then, you want. Then go yeah. ahead and feed them with a high-nitrogen fertilizer, and that will take care of it for you. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back next weekend with another hour right here. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.